0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Paul, how are we doing?
1: All right, not so bad, yep. considering the results last night.
0: Well, we'll come into that very shortly. Adam, how are you feeling? Not
2: too bad, thanks. Yeah, I've been struggling with bridges and parking meters and distinguishing between them today, but apart from that,
3: yeah. Okay. Got a
0: collection nice of plates behind you as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, Barry? you got two last pictures behind you and a nice clock. How are you doing?
3: A nice one, sorry? <laughs> what did you say?
0: Clock.
3: Oh, oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah, doing very well.
0: Excellent. How do we do this one, then? Do we uh, rifle through the Rochdale game as quickly as possible? One of the big stats from yesterday's game was Rochdale had 21 shots, 11 of which were on target. We had eight to two on target. Corners are pretty le- level. Fouls, pretty level. And then the referee seemed to be getting his book out a lot, didn't he, at one point in the game. Uh, tilt Long, James Perry. Did Dano Johnson's yellow card get taken off? Because I know he was yeah. the yellow card wasn't he, for the challenge that uh, Tilt made.
3: Yeah, he, he apologised. I think he was getting his bus pass at one point, to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there was two Rochdale lads. Um, but right it's <laughs> the on stats uh, at the end of the game it also said
2: on my stats it said 51% possession to Wigan 50% to Rochdale
0: I saw that and I thought it was very interesting so they've obviously well, bounced the game, up game must have gone just slightly over 90 minutes can uh, Barry I'll come to you can you fill fill the listeners in for the first 27 and a half <clears throat> minutes because I didn't get to see that uh, which I'll come to after this uh,
3: Rochdale kicks off watch the ball Deep into our half, till sending it straight to one of our players, and that set the tone for the rest of the game. Few minutes
2: later, Perry gave the ball away, didn't he, with a with a cross field pass and set them on an attack. It just it was from the first minute to the last minute. It so was what, awful.
0: What went wrong in that opening stanza, then, Paul? What 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 do you think was the, the big issue in that opening um gambit?
1: Conceding a goal early and letting it go to your head.
0: What, what do you guys make of the alteration in formation? There was three centre-halves playing yesterday, wasn't there? It was Saturday, no, Rochdale done the homework, though, haven't they?
3: They did their homework, because there were, were plenty of shots from outside the box. But um, we had a lot of energy on Saturday, which didn't South, maybe they were tired.
0: Yeah, and we're playing, you know, there's a lot of games being played, but everyone's in the same boat, Barry. Yeah, what I
2: was going to say, though, is that, actually, I thought... The subs that came on were decent, you know. So in a way, they, them Rochdale could have been re- rotating it a bit more over the last few weeks because they have more strength in depth. You know, we just don't, we don't, we not have the luxury, do we, to rotate players at the moment? And yeah, in that type of formation, you can't be leggy. Uh, you know, we, we were basically all over the place. We, it, it was a very poor performance tactically. I thought we got it wrong as well because it's, he should have, he should have switched it in my view. I thought I should have switched it after about 20 minutes because it wasn't working. We are where we are, aren't we, really? And I'm not going to criticise any of the players in any way, shape or form. You know, just it was just a bad bad day at the office, which with a team like that can happen. You know, it's going to yeah, happen.
3: I think you've got to hold your hands up and say, you know, uh, for the past three three games, we've been good. And this one, we were awful. Uh, I thought the passes were nervous. It was either over it or under it. Um uh, and we, we seemed hesitant as well. Um, it was just, just a, bad, a bad day at the office. A British typical classics, in it? We play three games, though. Sunderland, Accrington and Rochdale. You say you can have six points. You, you think they're going to come, you know, probably from your two home games. I, I mean, I'd have taken four from, from them three. And we end up with six. But the team that we needed to beat to go above them in the table is the team that we lost against. So, typical classics. Throughout the years, not just this year. Yeah, well, I was just going to. There's something I was thinking about
2: last night. Um, the last two times we've been in this division, around about, around about sort of Christmas, New Year time, uh, even in those brilliant teams, there was an awful long game against Blackpool. We lost one at home. Uh, we lost, yeah, and then Safe, yeah, safe and away and Blackpool at home in the Paul Cook season, where we didn't you couldn't believe that we were a side who got 98 points and got to the quarter-final of the cup. So maybe we're looking at it too forensically and we're just basically, it's a shocking, shocking day at the office. If it it continues for the next two or three games, that's very concerning. But I think until we see the next two or three games, I think we could just say maybe it's just a blip and and maybe they'll learn something from it as well. There's very, very few sides throughout
1: the whole of history that, don't have at least one bad game somewhere along
2: the way. I so thought when he came on, apart from his bad touch right at the end, but I thought Robinson did all, all right on the on the left. I thought yeah. he was a good youngster.
3: Very, Man, the match for us. only on 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, let's uh, let's move on to something that I, I alluded to that was a uh, an issue for me last night was Latix TV. And I must stress straight from the outset that this is nothing to do with Wigan Athletic, and the the guys who um, obviously commentate and behind the scenes. This is to do with the company that is used, Stream AMG. I purchased a game yesterday uh, in the afternoon on my phone. You select Rochdale, don't you, as we're all doing now to purchase the games. Go through, and then you get a receipt saying, Lincoln City. Something not right there. It's not only happened to me, it happened to um, a couple of other people who've mentioned it you then having to find yourself trying to get that rectified where they say they'll issue a refund and then buy the game again. All well and good, but when you only realise at 7 o'clock when you put the game on that it's the wrong game, that you're not allowed to watch it, you then spend 27 and a half minutes trying to get the, the problem rectified. Fortunately, um, I'd spoken to someone at the club who was able to Um, put a bit of pressure on and I got uh, the issue rectified however I did put out we put out on social media yesterday has anyone else experienced the same issue and there has been been a couple of other people um, who have experienced similar issues and haven't been refunded. Now I spoke to the club today and they've said that they should be refunded and that Stream AMG will process refunds for this issue you need to ensure that you email Steam AMG to the correct address, which I'll give you. So, if you do need a refund, um, the email address is Wigan Support at streamamg.com. So, the club are aware of it, but like they've said, uh, and like we've said, it is in the hands of the provider. So, if there is issues, get on there. I must admit, when I got an email from them after 25 minutes, the guy who helped me was fantastic and I was watching the game. But, obviously, I've missed 27 minutes of a game. If you do need a refund or you have any issues, it's Wigan TV Support at StreamAMG.com. Right, hang on a minute now. And I'm going to come to Barry for a takeover latest. How's happening?
3: Not really. It's been a bit of... Bit of activity on Twitter that Signor Mourinho and Mr. Cloughford have registered the names, and Signor Mourinho Mar- has placed himself as a significant person. I think that happened last week, anyway. It's very confusing,
2: isn't it, really? The situation at the moment is. I mean, everything that's coming from Moreno, and it would be, wouldn't it? But his press team are obviously very good because. The stuff that they're doing at the moment all sounds very positive. You know, they've sent out pieces. You know, to, uh, a journalist has done a piece uh, on a, on another podcast where it talks about this fantastic order. Um, there's been some stuff in in the post as well, which looks relatively positive. The, the stuff where it's saying, well, you know, that this this Garrido was kind of almost like the person who was the introducer, rather than. It's somebody that they wanted involved with it. I'm not I don't buying that they that there's no real very close yeah, link between them. And and that's got to be a question of judgment for me. I know people make mistakes, but it is a it is a question of judgment if you've got somebody who, for whatever reason, can't get through the the, the owners and directors test, you either you've either not done your research, you've not done your due diligence on that person, which is not a good thing, or you thought that you might just sneak them through because of the EFL. You know, for me, for me, I, I've still got trepidation about it. Absolutely. Um, but, Absolutely. But ultimately, do are we at a point now where, you know, if we don't get out of administration, then irrespective, we're probably resigned to nothing because these, these administrators don't seem to want to let go. They'll just seem seemingly will let it float on and the Spaniards will keep coming back. So is it take it now, earlier rather than keep it going and keep it going? I, I don't know. But I don't know the answer, but I, I, I can't see a, a positive outcome either way at the moment. Quick question for the panel. I know, I, I know it's Simon who asked it, but I'll just have a go. It, the, for the EFL's perspective, do you think when they, whatever, two weeks ago, when they rejected it, do, do you think that they were really hoping at that point that exclusivity would be lifted and other people might if you like, join the party and they're, and and now in a position where they're back to swell on.
3: I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, they thought exclusive, exclusivity would have ended. As as did we all. We all well, most of us assume that, that would be the case and it would be open up to other bidders and if you listen to to what some of the dialogue that's gone through, it's a fresh bid So it should have done. It should have yeah. done in mind. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say because we got a bit of stick last week that uh, don't support any of the bids because I, I really don't know enough about them. You know, I don't know enough. I don't know where the monies are from on, on any of the bids, and I think there's more people interested than than what's been declared anyway in public. So, but I have no idea who'd be the best bid for the club, and it's very it's a very frightening situation that we're in getting new owners because we saw we saw what happened with our other owners, and you know we they came in through the back door and we got we got. Well, and truly shafted, and it's just a worry because we've been done once this year. That we that we get done again, and, and whoever whoever it would be, I'd, I'd feel exactly the same. Yeah,
2: uh, the thing is, the other thing, Barry, with that is that you're absolutely right. You don't know because sometimes it, one could people can come in with a and everyone's positive about them, and you think this this sounds really good, and then it turns out to be awful. And then I suppose you've looked at others, and and I don't know enough about what's going on there, but looking from the outside in, it doesn't look like. In the end, the Venkies have done that bad a job at Blackburn in terms of they look like they've got a model. They get bring a few young players through. They, they can make decent signings. It seems like their model was good, but the Blackburn fans weren't having them. The, the Venkies were they? They weren't having them at all. Though I'd be very happily happily proved wrong. You know, if they come in and 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 they do kind of what they they, they say they're going to do. You know, in terms of this development and stuff externally, but then when you hear the rumblings of the cuts that they want to make, the rumours circulating around that, is it a case there's no smoke without fire and actually they're just going to be cutters and they don't have any money? You know, that, you? That, that's, that's, that's my biggest concern with this, is the, do they actually have any money? And I mean, I don't mean multi-billionaires, I mean, do they have enough money to keep us going longer than six months?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's exactly the point, isn't it, with the is you can only make an informed judgement in retrospect. And unfortunately, Nobody has that until it's too late.
0: Right then, we've got a quite a hefty injury list, haven't we, at the moment? And when I say hefty, hefty injury list, it's our senior players who seem to be the ones on the treatment table. Lee Evans has made his way back to the treatment table. Hopefully, it'll be nice to see him involved some point this weekend, as would Super Cal Naismith.
2: I mean, I don't know what's happened to Evans. I mean, Naismith was obvious because you saw he got injured in the game, didn't he? Yeah. Evans looked like he completed okay, really. You just don't know, the. Do um We've just been rather very unlucky, or is it because our sports science team's been cut?
0: That's what I was meaning. Do you think they've been rushed back to get to get them into the starting lineups, You know, Because obviously we do need them, and yeah. they're, they're great assets. So yeah, only time will tell. Hopefully we've got them back. So, Saturday, let's turn our attentions forward. Let's have a look at the game coming up. We're travelling uh, quite relatively short distance up to Fleetwood Town. Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town. Sam Stubbs, Charlie McGrew and Callum Connolly playing their trade up at uh, Fleetwood as well. Before we get into a bit of a discussion about the game, Barry, who's refereeing us?
3: James Oldham Derbyshire is going to be in charge of the game. He's a relatively new guy. His first season was last season. This season he's done 13 games, issued 30 L's and two reds. Never refereed us before. He's done Fleetwood once this season. Away at Rochdale, again, we still lost 2-1.
0: Good side, Rochdale. Very yeah. good side. So we haven't got a Fleetwood fan tonight. Uh, but Adam, have you got a bit of a preview for us? It is literally 30 seconds
2: of a job. Fine it then. Yeah, Knights in the table at the moment, Fleetwood. Reasonable start, I guess. But they've got a lot of big-name players, not just... They've got Chet Evans, um, Whelan in midfield as well. Um, and obviously, we've already alluded to uh, Mulgrew. So the... Maybe a bit disappointed. They've been solid at home uh, this season, taking 17 points, so five five wins, two draws, two defeats. Top scorer is Callum Kantz, Eight goals. I checked if he was a striker, but no, it's eight goals from midfield. So that's something to look out for because they've also got goals from uh, Madden and uh, Evans up front as well. So... Yeah, there's plenty of goals in the Fleetwood side.
3: Yeah, that camps is uh, a former Rochdale player. He played against us. He, was, he did quite well in the cup run the last. When we got to the quarters, we beat City. They had a good run that season, didn't they? they
2: played Tottenham. Um, you heard of him from somewhere, Barry. Well, yeah, that's well remembered because I think he played. He had a good game at Wembley against Tottenham, maybe um, in maybe in a, a uh, round sixteen, I think.
3: Yeah, it was, it was a replay after the drawn at Spotland, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It, but he was well uh, rated by the Rochdale fans and I think he was being looked at by some Premier League clubs but obviously he's made a bit of a sideways step there going Fleetwood, are not he?
2: This looks a very good team, doesn't it? Very experienced on paper. You know, they look, They've got some good season pros in there, haven't they? And, and he sounds like, is he relatively young, Camps, I think?
3: Yeah, I think he's only... He, he, I'm not sure if he was a teenager or he was just like 20 or 21. So oh, okay, two, I've
2: got his age here now, uh, 25, 25.
3: I will. 25. 25
2: uh-huh. So yeah, they've been yeah. about 21, you're right, Barry. I'd like uh,
0: to see the game going.
2: Well, I'd like to see a, a nice reaction from Wigan. I mean, he did the way. It's a really tough game, as I said. But is it any tougher than Portsmouth and Sunderland on paper? Probably not. You did all right early in the season there. You know, Ched Evans was the difference. But we've got some more experienced players in there this time. I think they possibly might be a bit complacent. I think we could get a 2-1 win.
1: Paul? Um, I think you're probably looking at a bit of a reaction from last night. They won't be happy with that, will they, at all? So they, they, they will look to be more likely been in the previous games. Um, but like Adam says, would look a decent side on paper. I will go up with nil-nil. Nil-nil,
0: no, no, fair enough.
3: Uh, and Barry? I disagree slightly with uh, our two colleagues. I think we looked extremely tired last night and down on our asses a little bit. Unless Naismith and Evans are both back, I think, it, it, again, it's going to be a, a very tough game for us. Uh, I don't think we'll get done 5-0, but uh, without Naismith and Evans, I can see us losing probably 2-0. So Matty, f-
2: Matty Palmer.
3: What's happened to him? He's injured. He, was a, he, he But he's, he's again... you he? he did a warm-up before the game. Palmer, Massey, Naismith... Oh, them three were actually on the pitch. Apparently, doing a warm up. Well, that's a bad um, sign, then,
2: is it? I suppose if they're, if they're doing that, in what's the terminology they use now? They're on the grass.
3: Yeah, I think they were all on the grass last night. <laughs> <by> the way <laughs> they were playing. Game, yeah, <laughs> oh, <lovely. laughs> yeah. Right
0: then. So that's how we see the game going. So, if none of you guys have got any other business, one thing I'd like to mention is there is a special out this weekend. <laughs> You're not going to be listening to Paul and Adam's dulcet tones, but there is uh, two great guests who've come together to record a fantastic pod. That'll be out Sunday. What time, Barry, do you reckon?
3: Maybe early afternoon, late morning. Yeah, and it's, it's a good
0: listen, isn't it? Good Just listen. An
2: advanced announcement that next week as well, I will be drinking whiskey on the podcast.
0: More editing for Barry. But on that bombshell, it is a good night from me.
2: Good night. Good night from us. Good night
0: from us. Thanks.